When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the final fallout bar of the PDC World Darts Championship for this year's event. A uh, big good evening from myself, Jack Garwood, and Mr. Cam McFarlane. Cam, how are we doing, buddy? Not too bad, mate. Not too bad. We're here. We've made it. We've got to the last one. We can finally go to bed at a reasonable time tomorrow. Uh, I mean, there's still me and you to chat for a, a fair amount of time. And yeah, there is no show tomorrow. But we'll be back on Wednesday for the live lounge so we can keep people up between 8 and 10, as we usually do. Myself, uh, Mr. Bars and Lee Boyce returning to the fold as well. So uh, plenty to look forward to. Plenty of darts tomorrow if you fancy the Moda Super Series in the day. But the very, very big one is final of the pdc world darts championship daniel i will ban you from the chat and this is a dart show we don't need to talk about that here i'm afraid but <laughs> i've not got the jaw open what's he said he's just put bees none of that we don't need that here oh we, we do we yeah don't... absolutely we, do. <laughs> right, we always we always ease our way in with a little bit of chat about sports we talked about nfl last night when you wanted to make it clear that my team hadn't done very well again so yeah. we're mentioning the fact that even with about 87 disallowed goals that went in your favour, you still got beat off Brentford tonight. No, we're not. You've, this is like... I've done it now. That's, all, that's all it needed. That's all it You're needed. You're in Div 2. Your opinion doesn't count here. We won again. Div 2. We still uh, don't <laughs> Good evening to everybody in the chat room. Lovely to have you back for our final show of the tournament. Uh, G's in. Bob's in as well. Jack Naughty's in. Uh, Elka is in. Daniel's in. Matthew Macy's in. Good to have you, buddy. Uh, Mariana's in, Peter Pan's in, uh, Daniel Sison's in as well, Finney's in, Steve Guppy, Craig Gordon, good to have all of you guys here back once again with us. Um, I don't really know how tonight's show, well, I do know how tonight's show is going to work. We're going to review both semi-finals, going to look ahead to tomorrow's final. I guess the issue is, depending on how long Michael Van Gerwen talks for, is how soon we get a clip of Michael Van Gerwen from his post-match press conference. So we've definitely got Michael Smith ready for you guys. A reminder, if we don't get that at any point in tonight's show, 
interviews from every single player that has won a game at this year's World Championship so far are available in full on this YouTube channel. So make sure you subscribe, make sure you drop this video a like whilst you're here, and then head over there and you can catch up with any post-match interview that you guys fancy from any of the tournament. <clears throat> um, I want to start before we do go back and look at each game specifically with uh, something me and you literally just spoke about off air very, very briefly. It was a tweet from uh, our good friend Chris Murphy who said, uh, in quotation marks, the most open World Darts Championship in memory ends with the final that pretty much everybody predicted. Um, yeah. Michaels will do battle tomorrow for the World Darts Championship. And honestly, if I look back at this tournament, I look back at the performances, I look back at how they played all year, I think they deserve that shootout. Yeah, I think, well, it's not just that. I mean, yes, okay, so it's possibly a little bit predictable, but it's the final we all want to see, isn't it? The best two on the tour this year going head-to-head. -head. Um, it's absolutely what we want. Uh, but, yeah. Did you pick this as a final as well? Yeah. So you I got the this. other two semi-finalists wrong, but I got these two right. So once they got there, I was like, go on, the boys. Yeah. I think so half you the pick team this. I think, I think half the pundits in the world picked it. I, I just... Yeah. I didn't see it, any other outcome. Liam picked it. the Grand Slam. You still felt it was in reasonable form despite... The players, etc. Van Gogh and has just been untouchable on TV. Look, despite how good these two have been all year, the fact Van uh, Smith's been in four finals, this will be his fifth since the last World Championship final. Van Gogh has already won three TV events this year. There's still quite a big favourite in this one heading into tomorrow night's final, despite how far ahead these two have been of literally everybody else in the field since day one. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that's it, isn't it? I mean, it's like. I I don't think we possibly tonight we've seen Van Gogh pretty not far from his best, but I still don't think. And Smith was very very good as well, but I still think I still think it could go even better tomorrow. We could see just you trying to talk yourself into Smith winning it. I I still think he wins. <laughs> it. I I still think he wins it. I stand by my prediction that from the start of the tournament that I think he wins it. Because, let's be real, nobody served it up to Michael Van Gogh properly. Mentor did, but Smith can serve it up to him more, and Smith has got that firepower that Mentor doesn't have, where he can rattle off a second 35, just like Michael can. Fair enough. Right, let's actually look back at tonight's action, rather than looking ahead at tomorrow night's final, because we're going to do that afterwards anyway, so uh, we'll save some of that for the post-match discussion, we do start with the Michael Smith versus Gabriel Clemens semi-final. And I'll be honest, I had to do a double take when I posted this result on social media earlier, it being 6-2, because it just felt like Clemens gave Smith absolutely no breathing room at all tonight. It felt like he was under pressure constantly. And despite the fact he's rolled off four sets on the spin at the end, even then, I had to double take that that was actually the scoreline because it didn't feel like he'd rolled off four straight. It felt like Clemens was there every single step of the way. Because he was. I mean, that's probably the simplest way of putting it. I mean, Michael, uh, Michael Smith has literally played pretty much as, as well as anyone this entire tournament in this game. And... Gabe was just there firing back at him every time. I mean, six of the eight sets went all five legs. 
and could easily have all gone the other way. It wasn't like until until the end, mate. He never really blew him away in a leg either. Like there's the two legs at the start of set two where he reeled off two elevens in a row. But other than that, Gabe was in every single leg, and he had chances in every leg. Even those ones that he's won last in the deciding one, he he could easily have lost this game, Michael Smith. It sounds ridiculous because he won it six two, but he could have done. And, and Clemens was that good, and just so consistent again. The the scoring and the timing of his scoring as well. It was always when he was towards the business end of the leg, he was firing in a one eighty, a one seven seven, or just setting it up, and it was. It was impressive, but that shows you how good Michael Smith was to to win this as comfortably as he did. I guess there's that double take there, is that the timing on Gabriel Clemens to pressure the Smith shot, every, it, it felt like the break was never, ever going to come. There was a moment where Michael Smith did break Gabriel Clemens' throw. I think it was in the third set, or was it the fifth set? It was the fifth set when he went 3-0 up, when yeah. he won that set. And my friends are like, oh, there's there's the break. And I was like, that break means nothing because it was a set where Smith had the dance. Yeah. He needed to do it in a Clemens set. And it didn't feel like that was coming. But as you said, so many of these sets did go the distance. And you said it could have gone either way. And Michael Smith of yesteryear loses that match. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He misses. Doesn't matter, Gabriel Clemens. And Michael Smith loses. Michael Smith of yesteryear loses to that performance under that much pressure constantly, doesn't it? Yeah. If he's constantly under that pressure at the business end of sets and legs he doesn't take out those shots but now he does because he is that player now and he is that good now yeah the the 3-0 set actually I thought could have been a big turning point and he went 3-2 up however we had the ridiculous break after four sets and five sets which just it's just unnecessary completely unnecessary I know they've got to get it in there in case he goes 6-0 because they have to get the breaks in, which is just still don't agree with, but to have a break after one, two, four, and then five is just unnecessary. And at that point, Smith probably reels off that next set pretty quickly, the way he just played that set, and it might have been just been a little bit more comfortable because it might have demoralised Gabe a bit. But Gabe came out and gave it him all in that set, where Smith started a little bit slowly in it, but I suppose it made no difference in the end because Smith got over the line in that one. Yeah, I mean, look, we can draw many comparisons on the PDC and BDO and they're very unfortunate. But actually, in terms of a World Championship final, they're only getting one or two breaks in that BDO World Final. And just that was for the players to have 10 to 15 minutes just to themselves, not even for commercial benefit. Yeah. I, I do miss that element of it. The, the domination of commercial viability in sport does upset me. Like, well, we sit and watch the American sports often enough, but so many ad breaks at every single opportunity just... and everything is a sponsored read as well whereas I just miss the purity of sport sometimes like I said the number it's... of breaks we saw in this semi-final we'll see again tomorrow do take away from that a bit it's the same it's the same advert as well though that we've just seen I mean bear in mind how quick that set was between set four and set five it was probably four minutes start to finish that set and then we're watching the same adverts again that we've just seen that everyone's seen and Let's be real. I mean, none of us, none of us are buying a brand new Audi concept car that you can't even buy. Like it's just utterly a waste of everyone's time. I mean, they show the F1 with no ad breaks. Why? Why do we have to have it every three legs in a dark match? 
because they can and because they will. Anyway, back to the actual action. I mean, look, finishing unbelievable. Gabriel Clemens not producing a ton plus five, five ton plus from Marcus Smith, including a one six. He missed a few as well. Delightful. <laughs> and he had a second attempt there as well. Was good. I think the more de- not depressing. I just think look, this game threatened a nine data a yeah. number of times. It was 30 maximums between these two and a, a couple of... A lot of them were first and second visits as well. Yeah. And we're still waiting on that one in the tour. We could discuss big finishes in the next game, but the lack of a 9 die, it felt like this was a very, very good chance for it. Yeah, I thought after the first time he hit six perfect and he went low on it, I just fancied it the second time when he did it again. But he obviously, I think he fancied it as well and just slightly overpitched it the second time, went high on it that time. But yeah, I did I did fancy Smith, especially because he had taken out five ton pluses already at that point. I just thought, I just fancied this goes. But plenty of time, yeah. Loads of time. Plenty of time, yeah. I mean, I predicted last night that both of them will hit one before the end of the tournament. Neither of them managed it tonight. So we're going to have a good night tomorrow. We're going to get two tomorrow. Is that it? Is that what you're going for? Being... Well, I just, just just keep believing it until it doesn't happen. <laughs> it's, like, it's like being a Blackburn fan, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, no. We don't believe Oh, no, anything. we're not allowed to do that now, no. No, no, we don't believe anything. We've given up on believing in things a long time ago. We just, there's just, if it happens, it's a lovely surprise. Well, I assume it will be. It's not happened yet. (laughs) Moving on. uh, Wrapped it up in in pretty good fortune. Uh, Let's hear from Mark Smith, because I think he's going to say what I want to ask the next question about anyway. So this is Bully Boy in his post-match press conference. (laughs) It would be nice, wouldn't it? Uh, My first Worlds, my first World number one. Start of 2023 is the world champion. I just... If I did win it, I'd feel sorry for my liver. <laughs> yeah, but no, uh, no, it'd mean everything for me. I'd, I want to win. I just want to do everything I can. And It could have been a different story if I didn't win the Grand Slam. I could have been saying to you, I'd lost nine majors, but now this is my tenth, so I, I'd, ne- I'd never give up. And finally got the first. Can, hopefully I can get my first World Championship. If I don't, there's still... Well, I'm a 32, I've still got 18 more left. So I'll always keep fighting and keep competing. And if, if it does work out the way that I wanted to, yeah, like I just said, I feel sorry for some part of my body, but I just want to I just want to compete and I want to play, hopefully play Michael. I want to get revenge from 2018. 18 more left. As if he's counting down to the days till he can become a World Seniors Darts Tour member. Reminder, <laughs> uh, they do head to the Circus Tavern in February as well as Blackpool in March. If you fancy any tickets for that, head to worldseniorsdarts.com and you can find all the links you need in there. Uh, Tommy also asked, when's the next live lounge, guys? That'll be Wednesday. Uh, so the final is tomorrow, the day after. Myself, Phil and Lee will return with a complete review of the PDC World Darts Championship. Uh, and I think that puts us just two episodes away from our 100th show. Uh, also a good chance to tell you about our Q School coverage. Uh, we are going to be live every single day across the team, bringing you all the action from both of the Q Schools here in the UK and in Germany. So plenty to look forward to. Uh, Camp, touching on the end of that interview, Revenge for 2018. I think he means 2019. Without checking the dates, 100. Well, the, the final was the finals, obviously 2019. But obviously, the the majority of the tournament was 
always is the year before. So we'll let to number it. Uh, third world final in five years, world number one on the line, and he gets his wish of revenge. Is is he brave, basically, saying that he won? If you get the option and you have Michael Van Gerwen in this form or Dimitri van der Berg in a final, do you really want Michael Van Gerwen? I think he probably does. I mean, we know Michael Smith and the way he likes to play. I think you prefer playing Michael, to be honest, than playing Dimmy at that pace. Um, so I think, I think maybe he does prefer Michael. And like I say, it's, it's a great storyline, isn't it? Like I say, it's, it's either repeat or revenge. World Championship and the world number one on the line as well. It's just the final that, that we all need. We do indeed. Uh, look, no spoiler alert. We're going to move on to the second semi-final and dominant, ridiculous, sensational. You're going to run out of superlatives for this one. However, I think it managed to last longer than the first game, despite playing two sets less. Uh, Van Gerwen defeated and a lot less legs, <laughs> dropping just four legs along the way. Um, a sensational performance from Michael Van Gerwen, who averaged 108.28 whilst hitting 58% of his darts at a double. That's 11 straight sets, dropping something like nine legs in the process. He is on another level again right now. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Like you say, yeah. I mean, when we'd had 22 legs in the other game, it was still 2-2. So that's why this one <laughs> is has gone by in, in a flash, but also not done because Dibby took 45 minutes to throw every three darts that he threw. I don't know how much water he had on his table, but he had a drink before every throw of three that he had in the entire game. So, I just, it, he just never got going. And the only time he ever looked like he might was when he just got up there and threw darts without faffing about. I mean, we know how good he is, but... He was really poor again. Um, yes, there was the 170, which he thought might give him an opportunity. He took the lead and then he's then not, at that point, got a dart at double in 15 after that on his own throw and lost that leg. Realistically, it should it have been... First set, wasn't it? You're firing a 170, you think you might have caught... Van Gerwen a little bit cold there. You throw him off with a pace. If you do take that first set as Dimitri Vandenberg, where you've clearly frustrated Van Gerwen a little bit already, you've got a chance of keeping that up and, and holding him at arm's length and, and getting him a little bit caught up in everything that's going on alongside playing the game of darts. However, to give up your throw so measily in the, in the well, following the thing was, leg, he, he it basically off, handed the ascendancy to Van Gerwen. And once he got on a roll, it was ridiculous to try and stop. Yeah, he kicked off well in that leg as well, though. He kicked off 1-3-1, one, one, followed by a ton, and then still didn't get a dart a double within 15. And you just can't do that against MVG. And you're not going to get that many opportunities. Realistically, this game should have been 2-2. Two, two. Yeah. Not 4-0. But both times he had a chance on his throw to win a set, he absolutely shit the bed. The last one, it's a decent at the time, but I'll let you off for that. Um, yeah, look, 
not ideal. Again, we're gonna we're gonna struggle to talk an awful lot about this. Van Gogh was just exceptional despite only having the one ton plus checkout, but it seemed like he never needed 19 uh 140s in this one, nine one eighties, twenty. He didn't leave many ton plus opportunities because of his because of the scoring, the same as yesterday as well. Like he he's down below hundred every single time after nine darts, so he's not gonna he's not gonna take out any ton pluses. Um yeah, just he was, like I say, he was just really, really good. I mean, he had two, two sets of thirty-five darts, which is just ridiculous. Was it about hundred and twenty-eight point something average over the last two sets? That in the Masters format, and that's best of three. To do that in a best of five is just ridiculous. It is um, utterly ridiculous. Aside from the dark darts, there was a few antics up there. Um, the one that got the biggest response actually wasn't the, the pace from Dimitri. It was Van Gogh encroaching in the encroachment zone. Now, look, we've actually discussed this, I think, on the fallout a number of times and on um, the live lounge a number of times as well. Whether you agree with it affecting Dimitri in that moment or not, the fact that that encroachment zone exists and Michael is stood in it means that something more needs to be done. Now, there should be a second official at the side of the stage. Obviously, the referee at this point didn't have eyes in the back of his head. It's incredibly difficult for them to monitor at that point. But once attention has been drawn to it as well, look, it doesn't make the biggest difference in the world. But once it's been noted and once it's clear that you are doing it, you should and need to obey that rule. And didn't yeah. happen straight away. The following visit, he still got feet over the edge of it. And look, I, I guess that's a habit thing as well because it's happened for so long where that carpet is. It just gives you a base of where you are on that stage. You, you, he's got the front of his foot over the line. I'm not excusing it or anything, but where it hasn't been a factor for so, so long, and it probably won't be a factor for another 100 matches that Van Gogh in plays until somebody else picks it up at that point, etc. But to draw attention to it in that moment and, and to still carry on doing it is a bit bad, really. Yeah, and we know what he's doing. He's just trying to impose himself. He's, he's and it is uncomfortable having someone close behind you when when you're trying to throw. Just in general, if someone's close up behind you it makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable. Especially for you, if you had clear macro over the top of you, it, exactly. It That's the thing. But I mean, we know why Dimmy was getting upset about it at that point. He was he was getting beat, and if he was firing in one eighties for fun, he probably wouldn't even have noticed. But when things aren't going your way, you do notice those things. I think Dimmy needed to be clearer and stronger at this point. I think he's got a turn round, literally, comp not just like look backwards and whisper at him. Turn round, make a clear point of it so that the ref, the crowd, everyone knows that he's telling him that you're stood in the zone while I'm doing this. And make a point of saying it to him in a way that's not little meek and whispering to him, and at least get back in his face a little bit and say, I'm not going to be intimidated by you. You're not standing in my area when I'm throwing. Otherwise, I'm not going to throw my darts. Yeah. And at that point, he's got absolutely he nothing to lose in this final either. It came well, about exactly. in set four or set five, I think it was. Yeah. Set four, I think. Three. But the thing was... was one of the ones where it was 35 darts. It just yeah. absolutely rattled it off. Um, yeah, he didn't. He just didn't do that, though. And, I mean, I'd be very surprised if the ref actually knew what they stopped and were talking about because he didn't make it clear what it was. He just whispered. And until Sky sort of zoomed in on where his foot was, you you didn't really know what it was that he was stopping or getting a little bit bothered about. And 
he's just got to be a bit stronger and a bit clearer. If it is bothering him, or even if he's just he wants to make a point of it and say, I'm not being intimidated by you, he's got to do more than that. Otherwise, get on with it and throw your darts. A bit like the ear defenders last night, I think it was. It, like, if it bothers you that much and you want to make a point of it, do it. But but make a big point of it at that point. Yeah. You're that far behind at that point. It, it's not going anywhere. If you keep doing the same thing, this game's only going in one direction. I, I think that more could have been made of it to, to even, look, even if it's annoying you for that genuine reason and that he's breaking the rules. If you make a big point of it at that point, there's also the chance it throws it him off the game a little bit. Yeah. And look, whilst I'm not condoning dark arts or, or Peter Manley or, or Phil Barr's tactics or whatever you want to call it as well, at that point, he needed to do something to sway the game back in his favour. He was presented with an opportunity by Michael doing something against the rules and, in my opinion, didn't make enough of it. Yeah, go and put your darts down on the table and say, until you stop doing that, I'm not throwing my darts. Get back, get out of the zone and do it. And to be fair, what Michael probably would have done would have been stand just as close but move his foot back two inches so it's just behind the line because I'm not really sure he's one that is one to, to sort of back down but he would just made sure it wasn't inside that zone but he still stood just as close and probably done that which it might not have helped in any way for Dimmy but at least if he'd made a point of it then it's different isn't it with what he did where he just stood there and whispered for a second and then stood there for a minute which was no different to when he usually just composing himself anyway and what he does quite a lot of the time. It just didn't even draw attention to it. And I just don't think it, it helped him at all. No, I completely agree. Uh, as predicted, the Van Gerwen clip is not yet ready for us. I think he's still in discussion with the media in the press conference. Obviously, uh, very much in demand with all the TV channels that want a conversation with him. Lots of newspaper attention. Two, we tend to be one of the last... Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. To get that open press conference. So um, we don't have the Mark Van Gogh clip ready for you guys just yet, but that interview will be available in full on our YouTube channel. And if we do get it before the end of the show, I hardly doubt it at the minute, though I can't see uh, Phil working away on it at all or anything like that, then we will play it out for you guys. So all that's left for us to do at the minute is to look ahead to tomorrow night's final, Cam. Um, the Battle of the Michaels. Yeah. Like I say, it's it's the best game in darts right now. The the two form players over, best of, uh, over first to seven sets, it's just exactly... it's. It, I just hope it lives up to what we think it's going to be. Um, 
obviously we've seen it not do with a couple of the games recently that Michael had been involved in, but then also like Bully's game tonight was was cracking and it was back and forth and even that if you saw a game like that and one of them wins it sort of seven two seven three it'll still have lived up to what we were kind of if there's an impressive performance one way if it's if it's one-way traffic but there's an exceptional performance it's a lot more watchable than a one-way performance with both players averaging mid 90s for instance yeah. like 108 110 performance in a world final you're reveling at the level of performance you're not you are a little bit fussed but you're not too fussed that the other player hasn't turned up at that point yeah is, is where we're going with that one but I think even if you get a performance like like Gabe tonight, where he's played really well, he's still lost by four sets, but he's played really well and it's been competitive. And you've had five set that five leg sets all the way through it. You, then you say, right, well, it's still been a good final. It's still an enjoyable watch because, like I said, I thought that first game was brilliant tonight, and it wasn't particularly close. Yeah, I mean, a couple of people are mentioning it in the in the chat room right now. Does this tournament need a big world final to to see it off? Because the early rounds felt a little bit slow and and, and lacklustre at times, I think. Um, some of the big players flattered to deceive a little bit. The performances weren't quite there that we expected from people like Gerwin Price, despite the fact he found himself deeper in the tournament. Luke Humphreys was ill. Joe Cullen pushed away a little bit and, and a couple of other things. Um the players that we expected to to perform here perhaps have let us down apart from these two. Possibly, yeah. And yeah, like you say, we've probably not seen some of the performances we've expected throughout this tournament. However, we have seen a lot of good games, I think. Maybe not the numbers, but some of the well, I mean, some of the games have had the numbers as well. I mean, you look at Ross Smith against uh, Dirk, uh, but Ross then there's Smith also other games where watch, but... there's also other games where the numbers haven't been great, but there's been drama right up until the end as well. And I think standard-wise, maybe not the best tournament, but in terms of actual entertainment, after like you say, first week, the first week's always not the best because it's there's a lot of people in there that realistically. Well, they're below tour standard, aren't they? Some yeah. of the international qualified. They aren't tour standard because of how open the, the, the tournament is. And, and, and but inclusive. I'd never want to take that away no, either, obviously. Like yeah. you say, it's those people, it's it's the highlight of the career making it. And, and I understand why they have it that way. And it grows the game and it gets people involved in, in different countries and different areas of the world. So I'd, I wouldn't take that away, but it does make for a bit of difficult viewing in the first week. However, I think after that, after Christmas, I think it's actually been quite a good watch this tournament, other than yesterday. sort of, yeah, up until that point, I think it's been pretty good. But yesterday was pants, to be fair. And then, <laughs> and then the last honest, 16, I thought was really enjoyable. The last, yeah. once, once it was seed versus seed for, for the majority, I thought we, we had some big performances, but that was over in two and a half, three days, wasn't it? It just blows by. Yeah. Last day uh, was a little bit underwhelming i think there were moments tonight that, that could have been that dimitri hasn't really laid a glove on van gerwen i thought clemens could have score line and, and taken it even more taking it deeper and, and tenser etc but the rest of it i think we are, we are lacking that that big final in this one so do we get it what what is your score prediction how do you see it playing out 
chat room, your turn to get involved as well. Score predictions for Van Gerwen versus Michael Smith in the final. I think we do get it. And I think it goes deep. And because I, I just, like I said before, I don't think we've, we've not seen anyone play MVG that has the ability to rattle off a set as quick as he does. And I think we'll see that tomorrow and I think we'll see it go back and forth. And I think we'll probably be six sets in without a set going against throw. And then from there, it becomes a shorter game. And I stand by what I said at the start. Michael Smith wins it. 7-5, he nicks the last leg of that leg, where it's looking like going to a final set, but he nicks the last leg and gets over the line 7-5. Because I think if it goes 7-6, he might not. Interesting. I mean... The concern for me here, if if you're in the Michael Smith camp, is we saw him play exceptionally well against Peter Wright. He, he did not play badly when he lost to Peter Wright a year ago. Peter Wright turned on the afterburners, won 10 of the next 11 legs, averaging somewhere near 115 at one point. Um, yeah. The concern, if, if you are a Michael Smith fan, is that he suffers heartbreak in similar fashion because he's playing very, very well. The composure is there. The finishing is there. I don't think Smith will throw this final away. I just have concern and reservation, if you are supporting Smith, that Van Gerwen does to him what Peter Wright did to him last year and there's absolutely nothing he can do about it. Possibly. I could see it. But I just think, and I've I've stood by this, and this is why I've said a couple of times that I think potentially if you get it close with him early on if you take early sets off him that you can get at him because he is still missing a lot of darts at double he didn't tonight but he I mean he was under zero pressure but throughout the tournament he has missed doubles and we've seen it a few times from him he's been sort of consistently between sort of 30 and 40 percent so this is the only time he's gone out there and really put a performance in on the doubles and if you're get if you're close in this game and you're giving it to him and you're putting him under pressure, which he's not really had to deal with other than a little bit from Mensa, but again, he was still always fairly comfortable in that game. I think there are vulnerabilities there still. And I think Smith might be slightly more clinical than him at the moment when it comes down to it. I'm going the opposite way. I'm going to say Van Gogh wins 7-4. I really like Marcus Smith's game right now, and I can see these two battling it out in, in pretty much every final they fancy meeting in next year, depending on where they end up in the world rankings. If, if they're in the same half, it'd be semi-finals, etc. But um, if they're in opposite halves of the draw, I'm really struggling to see who stops these two if and when they get going next year. Um, and I can see them battling it out for a while now. Um, but in this one, given the form this year, given the title success, even even the Grand Slam win that was, was solid for Michael Smith, the performances he's put in, look, I'm going to rule the UK Open out because that was the first time he went in as the massive, massive favourite. But the yeah. finals against Peter Wright, the win in the Grand Slam, the final in the European Championship was just an exceptional performance 
from Ross Smith as well. I'm just concerned that it happens to him again this time. Um, yeah. would, would absolutely love to see Michael Smith become world champion, given all of the comments that he gets around bottling it and, and miss, losing as many major finals as he does, etc. To, to turn that around in a year, given where he was after losing to Peter Wright in that last world championship final, would just be exceptional in an, in an era where Van Gerwen's returned to seemingly his best. He's had to contend with Peter Wright, Gerwin, Price. You've had Jeremy Clayton, Joe Cullen. And we're talking about the fact that the Premier League is is way too small of a field to only have eight players in this year because of how many quality players are, are there or thereabouts. Rob Cross, um, Dirk Van Dijvenbode, Danny Nopper, Ross Smith, etc. These guys all have a lot of talent right now. Um, but I... I just don't see past Van Gerwen right now. He, he just looks like Thanos, inevitable. <laughs> He's just going to snap his fingers and it's going to happen for him. And he doesn't need a, a gauntlet full of stones. He just needs the darts that he's currently got in his hand because he looks so settled. He looks so calm. He's playing mind games left, right and centre. We're not going to get his clip tonight, but I, I guarantee that if somebody asks him about Michael Smith saying he wants revenge, he'll shut it down in the interview and start firing back. It's just what Van Gerwen does. And yeah, because of that, I'm, I'm going to say Van Gerwen wins this one 7-4 and gets back on track. Like, I don't think he'll ever catch Phil Taylor in terms of world titles, but for a player of his calibre, for his ability and for the expectation levels around Van Gerwen, I think he's underachieved a little bit in world championships and, and this will get him back on track somewhat. Uh, we'll go through the chat room, see what you guys have predicted. So Matthew has got MVG 7-3. Uh, G's has got MVG 7-5. We've got 7-2 for HJV. Uh, Tommy has got MVG 7-4. Sean, Team MVG has got MVG to win, unsurprisingly. That's like Phil Barr's backing him. Um, <laughs> Uh, James has got MVG 7-4 as well. Barry's got the same scoreline. Uh, Niall's in. Good evening, buddy. How are we doing? All the best at Q School in a couple of weeks' time. See, your practice is going very well, very well winning a couple of local comps in the last couple of weeks. So keep that up, mate. Uh, Jamie says MVG 7-1 was close to a 7-0. Uh, James has gone for a 7-3 win in MVG's favour. Uh, Steve's gone 7-3 MVG as well. Uh, Reese Taylor-Lock has got 7-4. Uh, Harry Barry's on 7-6 Smith, the first person in the chat room to do so, swiftly followed by the second. Elka has got Smith 7-5. Jack has got 7-5 MVG, but Smith could win uh, every time one is going against MVG, but just can't. I think a lot of people feel exactly the same way right now. Uh, Bob, MVG 7-3, but if the players are complete A game, the score will be different. Um, Do we have any more score predictions in the chat room? Preston's in. Good to see you, buddy. There's a few um, people in there questioning whether I actually believe what I say. Um, yes, I do. And I'm, I'm standing by it. And I, as you know, I do collect receipts as well. So I will be coming back and, and shouting the people out that don't believe me. I love it. I posted in the, the chat earlier going, who wants tonight's final fallout? We didn't have it on the road. We weren't that prepared, etc. And then everybody started lining up going, oh, can you play my prediction video? And I was yeah. like, we all said the same final, but... To be fair, some of the boys have got this one on absolutely spot on. Uh, I might even read some of them out in a second. Uh, Preston's got 7-5 MVG. Pete's got MVG 7-2 as well. Uh, G's has gone 7-5. Frank's got 7-5. Uh, 
Uh, Reseller 74, I think a few of you are repeating because I was a bit slow to read them out. Uh, Craig has got 75 Smith, he believes as well. Uh, Daniel Yenser has got Michael Smith 76. Uh, Sean's got 73 for the third time, mate. We get it. You're, you're, a, you're an MVG fan. Uh, <laughs> 76 Smith. Am I just Is Sean actually just buys it? Am I doubling up? I think that's about it. Any more going in there? Uh, we are guaranteed a new world number one, uh, 100%. Whoever wins this will be the world champion. I've just seen Lee's prediction. I don't think we called your one out, so he's got 7-6. Van Gerwen and Hannah's got 7-2 MVG. I don't think we called Mike's either. Mike's got 7-3 MVG. Uh, Reese got 7-3 or 7-4 all day MVG. Um, let, let's do a couple of rounds. Niall's got 7-4 Smith as well from one player to another. Uh, Lendl says my system also says 7-3 MVG. Um, where were we? Where were we? Where were we? There was a couple of questions. Uh, Q score. Um, let, let's look ahead a little bit. It's from the 9th to the 16th um, of January. We'll be covering that live every single day. There is a World Series during that as well. So we'll try and keep updates and, and do our usual report and, and etc. throughout the evening. When that one takes place in Bahrain, we're not sending anybody to Bahrain, but we'll be sending Barzi to Copenhagen as well, which, by the way, Apparently, the lineup has been partially leaked tonight. We probably won't get any favours from this, uh, but Danish TV have uh, announced the players that will be playing in the uh, Nordic Darts Masters the following week. Uh, Madders Rasma, Darius Labanauskas, uh, Larson, Harrison, Nilsson, Cantele, Anderson, and Royce. Yes, I did just panic on all their guys' first names and have written down. And the PDC players that will be travelling as well. Uh, look to be Michael Smith, Dimitri Vandenberg, Michael Van Gerwen, Peter Wright, Gerwin Price, Luke Humphreys, Rob Cross, and one other to be confirmed. Uh, so that lineup looks like that is pretty much set in place. Uh, we are still waiting on a couple more places to be confirmed for Bahrain as well. Uh, interesting to see if that will have any Premier League uh, implications. I guess we can have a very, very quick chat around the Premier League cam. We've spoken a little, well, we've spoken quite a bit between us um over the last couple of weeks as, as things unfold um barring a, I think I was pretty set and I think a couple are, are similar but barring a, a Clemens bunting or Toby Toby world championship win um the Premier League eight were pretty much set in place um no surprise from Clemens tonight however the number fit that the viewing numbers in Germany are, are being thrown around a fair bit um there's also a, an article circling from build i think it is uh, one of the german outlets saying that he's in contention for a, a permanent pick whatever that means um in the translation because of the appeal of the german market right yeah. now um do we see any changes to that eight do we see anything else come in we believe the announcement might be delayed and not happen tomorrow anymore if it's not happening tomorrow, that makes me think there might be a change to it. Because if they're not going to change anything to it, then surely it's the perfect platform to announce it with everyone watching. Um, but I just I don't think so for me. I don't like I say. Obviously, huge, huge numbers that he's doing in Germany. The two point five million or whatever it was yesterday, and I imagine more again today. Yeah, I mean, we've got 
seven players have answered for that field as well. There seems to be quite a big double up in terms of players at both. Uh, Peter Wright, Gerwin Price, Michael Smith, Luke Humphreys, Rob Cross, Dimitri Vandenberg, Raymond Van Barneveld, and one player to be confirmed. That's the same seven that have been announced for the Nordic by the looks of things, apart from Van Gerwen and Van Barneveld being swapped over um, yeah. because uh, Van Gerwen had already booked a holiday uh, to the West and Bahrain is to the East. Uh, so he's in Mauritius or, or somewhere, I believe, at the time. And he needs it to just doesn't work. So, yeah, he'd already booked uh, flying left on the globe and, and needs to be in the right. So there's a yeah. change in that one. Uh, still one player to be confirmed, though. Uh, in both of those, could we see it split between two players in contention for Premier League picks? A Colin I mean, in one, a Clayton in the other, maybe? Possibly, because I mean, they're not, it's not like they're particularly close to each other or you're just nipping from one to the other. So there's no reason for them to go with, with the same player for both. But, I mean. Well, the other option is, is the race to the Masters when all 24 players are involved and we so, see if anybody sticks their hand up at that point. But then, I just think is a do they end up with a player that they don't want? Yeah, is a World Series win enough to get you in the Premier League? Not for me. Even if you're kind of on the edge of it, I still don't really think it's it's enough to be getting you in there. Um, And the Masters is just too late. There's no way you can go into the Premier League not knowing the final player until three days before it. It doesn't work for the player either. No. Although Joe Cullen found that out last time and was packing a bag pretty much the night he won the Masters. Um, right. Still, but, uh, but he knew before that there was a good yeah. chance. Yeah. We shall see how it plays out tomorrow evening. Uh, remind us, everybody, in the chat room, I think there was a couple more questions asked uh, from earlier. Uh, the Live Lounge will be back on Wednesday this week. So just two more days, the date after the final. Uh, myself, uh, Lee and Phil... We'll be doing a full World Championship review show. Uh, then it'll be Q School the week after that. Then we'll be back with um, show number 99. And then show number 100 will follow very, very shortly before the end of January. We're still in planning phase of that, hoping that we can all be in the same room now that, you know, one of us has a driving license. <laughs> Just a little chuck that one in there. Um, you passed your so, test, yeah. mate, yeah. Yeah, smash. You should have mentioned it. Not the card, just smash the test part. Um, moving <laughs> on. Uh, that's pretty much it, I, I think. A, a big, big thank you to everybody in the chat room right now um, that has joined us tonight and throughout the Fallout Bar for the entirety of the PDC World Darts Championship 2022-2023. Uh, a big thank you to Betfred, who has sponsored all of our coverage throughout. If you are having a flutter on the darts uh, then make sure you check them out but please do so responsibly um a big thank you to everybody that follows us on social media already and if you don't then make sure you head over and, and check us out on facebook twitter instagram and tiktok which is absolutely popping off at the minute so we're going to look and try and do some more um short based content on that heading into next year uh, drop us a subscribe to the channel and hit that like button on this stream before you guys do go a big thank you to everybody that got us over the thirty thousand subscriber mark uh, just before new year as well so the team are all very very pleased and thankful for all of that and a big big thank you to cam and the rest of the team that have joined me throughout this fallout bar campaign to charlie for jumping into the hot seat a couple of times and to jar as well i uh, appreciate every single one of you guys uh 
and yeah, good luck. Enjoy the final tomorrow night, and uh, we will speak to you on Wednesday on the live lounge. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.